0: A kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a happy belated birthday to Nora. Nora, I hope your birthday was just wonderful. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girl tales and donate today. Now on to our episode this is Mrs. Fezziwig's Christmas Eve Ball. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Winterbell Fezziwig, and she and her husband Angelo ran Fezziwig Bank here in Freshwater. Every year, at around this time, they throw Freshwater's annual Christmas Eve Ball to show how much they care for their customers and the people who work for and with them. They decorate the ballroom in their home to the nines with winter wreaths, sparkle lights, and red and gold ornaments. There is so much food my belly aches by the end of the night. And there's a 12-person band that plays until the wee hours of the morning. Everyone from Freshwater packs onto the dance floor and dances the night away. And to begin all of that merriment, Mr. and Mrs. Fezziwig performed their own dance. They practiced for months before, and it was always my favorite part of the evening. Mr. and Mrs. Fezziwig were together for a very long time. Angelo was the love of her life, and Winterbell the love of his. I remember seeing them holding hands when I went on my weekly trip to the farmer's market. They'd greet everyone that passed them by, <laughs> always laughing, always happy just to be near one another, and even happier to live their lives here in freshwater. Angela was worthy to be Winterbell's partner in every sense of the term. They believed in all of the same things generosity, friendship, and love. They lived their lives and ran the bank with those three values in mind every single day. And the Christmas Eve ball was the culmination. Of all three. But two years ago, the Christmas Eve ball almost stopped happening altogether. And that's the story I would like to tell you today. You see, Mr. Fezziwig died at the beginning of the year. And as you can imagine, Mrs. Fezziwig was truly heartbroken. We all were. For Mrs. Fezziwig, running the bank didn't bring her as much joy. She grew tired. And while she still loved Freshwater and her neighbors, she just didn't laugh like she used to. No one made her laugh, quite like Mr. Fezziwig. As December approached that year, Mrs. Fezziwig saw lights going up on people's houses and her children humming Christmas carols as they walked past her, shaping snowballs in their little hands. But this did nothing for her, not like it used to anyway. Her holiday spark was gone. In that moment, she quietly decided there would be no Christmas Eve ball this year. In fact, she would leave Freshwater and the bank entirely, and move somewhere where snow did not fall, and people didn't wave to you as they passed by, and she could just live her life in solitude. The day before Christmas Eve, it took all of her energy to light a fire in the fireplace and put on her nightgown. She turned out the lights wrapped herself in the covers of her bed, and fell asleep. Tomorrow, she would pack up the few things she needed and buy a train ticket to somewhere far away from Freshwater and spend Christmas Eve and Christmas as if they were any other day. She fell into a very deep sleep. She hadn't slept like this in quite some time. She dreamt she was at the train station, with a black and white ticket in her hand. When she looked down at it, she read, The spirits of all three shall strive within me. How odd, she thought. She looked at either of the tracks. They seemed to go on forever. At the end of the station, she saw a blurry figure. A train conductor, she supposed? They were yelling something at her, but... What were they saying? Wake up, fuzzy baby. Shake up, says a lady? Hmm. She shook her head at them in response, and they got closer and yelled again. Wake up, fuzzy baby. Act up, fuzzy rabies. No. What on earth? She said aloud. Wake up. Fezzy baby. I'm sorry, I can't hear you, she shouted back at the blurry figure. They stepped closer, and their face and voice became a little clearer. Wake up, Fezzy Baby! And as the figure yelled, a steam engine came rushing down the tracks. <gasps> the thunderous sound jolted Mrs. Fezziwig from her sleep. She popped up from under her covers. She was there alone, in her bedroom, in the darkness. The fire in her fireplace had gone out. Winterbell shivered and made her way over to set it again. But before she could reach for a new log, like magic, it set itself aflame. Well, I never, she said aloud, With an instant, her bedroom was warm again. She chalked it up to an ember still burning that started the fire, and turned and made her way to the bed. As she did, each light turned back on, one by one, in her room. And there, on the edge of her bed, was the figure she had just seen in her dream. A woman, in slacks, and suspenders, and a long green velvet jacket, a fedora on her head, a bow tie around her neck, and wire-rimmed glasses at the edge of her nose. Hey there, Fezzy Baby, she said as she waddled toward Mrs. Fezziwig. Who, who are you? Winterbell asked her. Oh, little old me." Don't you know? The mysterious woman crossed over to the fireplace, turned her backside to the fire, and started warming her bum. I can't I can't say that I do. Please forgive me. How did you get in here? Mrs. Fezziwig asked her. Uh duh through the door. What a very silly question. I'm Ginger Snap, the spirit of Christmas Eve's of yore. Some people call me Ginge or Gingy or Snap or Snap Snappity or Hey Lady. My dad calls me Frederick, which always confuses me because... What can I call you? Winterbell interrupted. Oh, you? You can call me anything you like. Just don't call me late to dinner, Fezzy Baby. I'll refer to you as Ginger. You may call me Winterbell. I'm not your baby, and no one's called me Fezzy since college. Hey, respect, Winterbell. You tell me what you want to be called, I call you that. Now, what are you doing here? Like I said, I'm the spirit of Christmas Eves of yore. We're going to hop on a train just like you wanted and go visit a couple of Christmas Eves from your past. Oh, I've heard this story before. You show up in my home, unannounced, and show me my past. Another spirit shows me my present, and another shows me the future. I learn my lesson, and all of a sudden my life is back together, and I love the holidays and my neighbors again. No, thank you. I'll be going back to sleep now. You can find your way back through the door, can't you? Eh-eh. Uh-uh. No dice. You wish for it, you got it, babe. I mean, Winter Bell. Plus, what's all this stuff about two other spirits? I'm the only one you get. Ginger snap ain't enough for you. With all due respect, Ginger, I'm sure you are a very good spirit and you're very good at guiding. But I am old and I am tired and I miss my husband. I am through with Christmas Eve and Christmas. The past is too painful. I want nothing to do with it. Now please go back where you came from. There is one thing about Ginger Snap that you should know. If she has a job, she always follows through with it. Now grab your ticket and take a seat inside your suitcase. What ticket? Sit inside my what? Winterbell looked down, and there was the black and white ticket again. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. Right in her hand. At her feet, Andulo's large old suitcase opened up. Ginger Snap sat on one side of it. All aboard, Ginger cried out. Mrs. Fezziwig stood still. Psst, Winterbell, when I say all aboard, that's your cue to get aboard. This is ridiculous, she retorted. Fine, have it your way. Ginger Snap grabbed the bottom of Mrs. Fezziwig's nightgown and off they went. The suitcase turned into a train, and Mrs. Fezziwig's home was transformed into a tunnel. Mrs. Fezziwig's life was literally flashing before her eyes. Every person she had ever met seemed to appear on the walls of the tunnel, and they were waving at her. And then the train came to a screeching halt. off the board Ginger Snap cried out I don't think that's what a conductor says Mrs. Fezziwig said to Ginger Snap I've never been a train conductor before so sue me Mrs. Fezziwig cautiously walked off the suitcase train and onto the platform Ginger hopped out behind her well what do we do now Ginger I don't know you tell me You dragged me here in the first place. I would be sleeping in my own bed if this were up to me. (sighs) Close your eyes, Winterbell. Now, take a deep breath. What do you hear? What do you smell? Oh, goodness. She mumbled as she closed her eyes. She took a breath in. Lavender perfume and copper. Her breath let out, and then the sound of coins dropping one by one. She opened her eyes. Grandmother? Winterbell cried out. Grandmother? Nah, it's me, Ginger Snap, the spirit of cri- Oh, you mean that lady over there. Yeah, that makes way more sense. I haven't seen her in so long. Winterbell was looking at herself at the age of eight. And sitting next to eight-year-old Winterbell at the kitchen table was her grandmother. It was Christmas Eve, Winterbell's favorite day of the year. They spent it, just the two of them, counting coins from a bucket that her grandmother spent the entire year collecting. Other kids would bake cookies and eat feasts with their extended families that night. But she and her grandmother would spend it, just the two of them, counting coins. She loved the sound of each coin dragging across the kitchen table and the way her pen would glide across the paper as she added the numbers up. Five cents, thirty-five cents, one dollar. This is where her dream of running a bank all started. At her grandmother's kitchen table. Why are they counting coins? Ginger Snap asked her. Aren't you my spirit guide? Aren't you supposed to know? Hey, you brought us here, not me. But... Mrs. Fezziwig tried to interject, but as she did, she noticed that her grandmother put her hand on eight-year-old Winterbell's shoulder. What's happening now? Ginger Snap asked. My grandmother is telling me that we're not keeping the money and that we were going to go drop it off at the nearby orphanage. I fought with her on it. I wanted to keep it and go buy toys, but she wouldn't hear of it. We went to the orphanage that night where we met a little boy named Timothy. His eyes lit up when we handed over the coins. I showed him how we counted them and handed him my pen and paper. That was the moment that I learned that being generous made me feel better than every coin in the world ever could. Your grandmother was a smart cookie. She really was. Generosity. Hmm, Ginger stated. Shall we get back on the suitcase train? Can't we stay just a little? But Ginger interrupted with an... All aboard! And they were back on the train and rushing through the tunnel again. They then came to the next stop, which looked a lot like the first stop. Just a regular old train station. Well, Mrs. Fezziwig turned to Ginger Snap, waiting for the next action item. Well, Ginger Snap said back to Mrs. Fezziwig. Ah, yes, this was her cue. (sighs) Seeing her grandmother was both heartbreaking and beautiful. She wasn't sure she could handle much more. But there seemed to be only one way to get back home. She took a deep breath in. Fresh snow. A deep breath out. (laughs) A young woman and man. Laughing. Angelo. Is that him? Ginger Snap asked oh he is handsome (laughs) he was smart too and so so funny you look smitten i was we both were so tell me what's happening here this is the first time i took him back to freshwater We met in a high-level math course in college and had been dating for, oh, about three months. I wanted him to meet my grandmother. She loved him almost as much as I did. I bet. Ooh, who's that fella running towards you two? Oh, it's Timothy. Remember the little boy from the orphanage? We stayed in touch through letters over the years. But why is he running... Just wait a moment and you'll see. A group of boys were chasing Timothy, throwing snowballs at him. Timothy was a fine snowball maker, but he couldn't take on all of them at once. Angelo saw what was happening and, without skipping a beat, made his own snowball and started to throw snowballs back. Winterbell joined in right behind him. Timothy snuck up behind them both and joined in. Together, the three of them took on those boys and managed to get them to run in the other direction. Plus, Winterbell spoke with their parents about what they had done shortly after. That was the moment that I knew I was going to marry Angelo, Winterbell whispered. He believed in helping others, even people he never met before, especially if they were being treated unfairly. He immediately stood up for Timothy without knowing him. And they became friends on the spot. Friends are my favorite kind of family, Ginger Snap said. That is a lovely way of putting it, Ginger. Hmm, friendship. All aboard! Oh, can't we stay? Sorry, Winterbell, we gotta get moving. We've got one more Christmas Eve to get to. All aboard! We were back on the suitcase train whooshing past the many places and faces of Mrs. Fezziwig's life and landing right back at the same old train station they walked out and I know I know breathe in trees breathe out The sound of a hammer. Hey, there's your guy Angelo again. And that must be you. Yes, there we are. What is Angelo doing? He's hanging the sign above the bank. We had just gotten married and started building the bank as soon as we could. We worked all of December, getting everything ready up until the last minute on Christmas Eve. "'We planned on resting and opening the day after Christmas. "'Do you know that I love you?' young Angelo said to young Winterbell. "'I do,' young Winterbell said back. "'And do you know what else I love?' "'What?' "'This town. What do you say? Shall we throw a big party tonight for everyone in fresh water?' "'But there isn't enough time, Angelo, and my back aches, and I just—I just want to rest.' Come on, Fezzi. I've got so much love for you and this town and this new business we're starting together, my heart could burst. Let's celebrate all of this love that we have. And that's what they did. They gathered as much food as they could, knocked on every door in freshwater, inviting everyone to come join them in their new home together to celebrate Christmas Eve. It was the first Fezziwig Christmas Eve ball, and the first person to join them was their friend, Timothy. Oh. Are you crying? Winterbell asked Ginger Snap. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Oh. It's just so beautiful. Uh. It was beautiful. He was the most beautiful person I have ever known. He had so much love in his heart. (laughs) Love. All aboard! And they were back on the suitcase train. And came to a screeching halt in the darkness of Mrs. Fezziwig's bedroom. With just a small flame emanating from the fireplace, Mrs. Fezziwig took a deep breath in and said, Thank you, Ginger. But there was no reply. Winterbell Fezziwig was sitting on her floor, without even a suitcase below her, just her and her nightgown. She hoisted herself up, completely bewildered, and suddenly very, very tired. It must have been a dream, she whispered as she walked back to bed, curled up under her covers, and fell back asleep. The next morning, she woke as the sun peeked through her windows. It was the day before Christmas. What a strange night she had. It was so wonderful to see her grandmother, Timothy, and Angelo. She wondered if she could keep her eyes closed. Maybe she would fall back asleep and dream of them again. She reached to pull her blanket in closer, but instead she grabbed a piece of paper. She opened her eyes. It was the black and white ticket. The spirits of all three shall strive within Me, she said out loud. And then she remembered the three values that Ginger Snap had reminded her of. Generosity, friendship, and love. She leaped out of bed like she was a schoolgirl and rushed to get her clothes on. She would throw the best Christmas Eve ball Freshwater had ever known, just like that first night so many years ago. She knocked on every door in town, inviting us to come join her at her Christmas Eve ball. Pippa and I were so excited to hear it was back on, we offered to help her with whatever she needed. Everyone brought their own dish, and the band was at the ready to play whatever songs she needed. And as per usual, Timothy was the first person to show up. Mrs. Fezziwig gave him such a hug when she saw him. We were all in the ballroom that night, waiting for the music to begin. But the event that usually started it all was Mrs. Fezziwig's first dance with Mr. Fezziwig. All eyes were on her for what to do next. The sadness started to creep back into Mrs. Fezziwig's body. Maybe she shouldn't have thrown the party without Angelo after all. But then she felt a tap on her shoulder. It was Snap. May I have this dance? She asked her. <laughs> you may, Winterbell responded. She was so glad to have her new friend there to start off the merriment of the evening. She was so glad to have everyone there. It was one of her favorite Christmas eves yet. She still missed Mr. Fezziwig terribly. That never really went away for her, but she grows with it. And she lives her life the way he would have. The way he did with her. Through generosity, friendship, and love. That was Mrs. Fezziwig's Christmas Eve Ball. Written, performed, and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Produced by Chad Chennai. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grownups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. And remember, I believe in you. Tales is a Cordelia Studios production.